Alrighty, we're back again, guys, with episode 10 tonight of The Health Project, which, again, is a very exciting one with James Swanwick, who is a very famous Australian entrepreneur who certainly made himself worldwide known. James is the founder of two very successful businesses, the 30-day NoAlcoholChallenge.com and also Swannies.com.au. Both of these are seven-figure businesses, so James certainly knows a hell of a lot of what it takes to be successful. The 30-day NoAlcoholChallenge.com, just as its name suggests, is a 30-day guide of no drinking, and James will run you through exactly how to do this. Swannies.com.au specializes in blue light blocking glasses, which you're about to learn a hell of a lot of how this can improve your sleep quality. I personally love these blue light blocking glasses, and I do wear them an hour before bed each night, and since doing so, I've noticed my heart rate variability has gone up through the roof, my recovery, and also my ability to get into these deep, restorative phases of sleep, commonly known as REM. I could not recommend them highly enough, and I will be linking to James's website where you can purchase yourself a pair, both on all my social media platforms, and I'll also chuck it in the show notes, show notes here. Sorry, guys. So please do tune in, purchase yourself a pair, improve your sleep, and enjoy the show, guys. Here it is, my chat with James. Sleep's obviously a massive talking point, James, and it has been heavily requested here at the Health Project, and you've certainly made yourself very well known for it. So when it comes to sleep optimization, what are some measures that you're certainly looking out for? Yeah, I'll give you the gold standard. But first, I would say the biggest leverage points are what you do in the first 30 minutes after you wake up in the morning and what you do in the final 30 minutes before you try to go to sleep. Right. So you want to expose yourself to as much natural light as possible first thing in the morning and you want to block as much artificial light as possible um in the last hour before you go to sleep yeah so gold standard is uh when you wake up try to expose yourself to natural sunlight stand by a window let the sunlight come in go outside just on that what about in the winter months or if you're an early riser that does have to get up for work and the sun's not available are you still going to get a lot of these benefits you know if you do go outside and it is completely dark or are you suggesting that you should look to install lights that i know you can get out there now um that do mimic the sun's natural natural lighting and if so what what are you actually recommending there you can um purchase a uh, lights that mimic the sun. I think it's uh, Philips Wake Up Light, right. um, which can mimic the sun's rays. And then obviously when the sun does come up, go and get as much as that natural light as possible, first yeah. thing. Our skin has receptors in it. And when the sunlight hits our skin receptors, it tells our body's uh, internal clock, our mm-hmm. circadian rhythm. This is daytime. So now your body then starts to flood with daytime hormones. Exercise in the morning. Studies show that people who exercise in the morning tend to sleep better. And they think it's because of two reasons. Number one, um, people who exercise in the morning tend to exercise more regularly. So they're healthier in general and healthier people tend to sleep better. And secondly, um, you're, you're not increasing your body's core temperature. Right. from exercising at night time mm. and you want to sleep in a cool your body likes to sleep in a likes to be cool when it sleeps for optimal mm-hmm. sleep so and exercise in the morning if you can and if evening exercise is the only option for some people james are you still suggesting that they should then still try and do this at the earliest stage possible but i would just say try to try to not exercise within two hours of sleep 
Yeah. Because it's going to take your your body two or three hours to come down from its core body temperature. Right. Mm. So no need to limit anything, but just try to you know try to have a hard stop. Yeah. If you if you tend to sleep at ten, try to make sure you've finished exercising by by eight. Yeah. Right. Right. So setting the body's internal clock with some form of natural sunlight in the morning and helping with that circadian rhythm. Outside of this, is there anything else you're doing throughout the day or does this then start to focus on the evening routine? Yeah, well, just before the evening routine, I would just say no coffee after 2 p.m. if you right. you intend to sleep at 10 p.m. So no caffeine within eight hours of sleep. Coffee is a stimulant. Um, and even though people who drink dinner time coffees or dessert coffees may indeed fall asleep just fine. Yep. The quality yep. of their sleep is going to be compromised because mm. of the stimulant. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then in terms of nighttime, uh, nighttime routines, you really want to block as much artificial light as possible because yep. when our eyes are exposed to that artificial light from a microwave or an alarm clock light or a bathroom light, a kitchen light, a traffic light, a TV screen light, a cell phone light, a iPad light and so forth, mm. that light tricks our brain into believing that it's daytime, Yeah, which means we're still, our body is still flooding itself with daytime hormones, which means it's not flooding itself with melatonin, right. which means not preparing for sleep as well as it may have all ordinarily prepared mm. itself for sleep. Mm. So in actual fact, every time you stare into a light, or you are moving around in a light at night, your body is not in shutdown mode. Yep. Your body is still in daytime mode. Mm. So you want to block as much of that artificial light as possible. There's a few different ways you can do it. Um, obviously, um, wearing a pair of blue light blocking glasses, mm. the orange lens is the opposite of the color blue, yeah. and blue light obviously cannot penetrate an orange lens. Um, so wearing a pair of blue light blocking glasses in the last hour before you go to sleep each night will start to um, prepare your body for sleep. And then yeah. you remove the glasses at the last moment and then turn off the light and then roll over and you should be able to fall asleep quicker, sleep deeper and wake up feeling more refreshed. Uh, you know, I obviously have, I'm biased because I have my own pair of glasses, which are the Swannies from our yeah. sleep company, Swanic Sleep. But it really, if you get any pair of blue light blocking glasses that have an orange lens that block out the artificial light responsible for disrupting your sleep and your melatonin production, mm. then that's going to be great. And is it the same sort of principle as the coffee equation that we spoke a little bit about that even if you are exposing yourself to a lot of blue light at night and you are able to get to sleep quite easily, your sleep quality is still going to be affected? It will. It doesn't matter that you can fall asleep. The quality of your sleep is going to be compromised. Mm. Right. Okay. So, so what that means is that, you know, like I said, people drink coffee, people drink wine or beer or alcohol, they get drunk and they can fall asleep just fine. Right. Yeah. I can pass out. And especially when it comes to alcohol, mm. but the quality of the, that sleep is going to be compromised, which is why you wake up still feeling tired and irritable, even if you've got eight hours straight sleep. And the reason is, is that because you're, body is still trying to digest the food or break down the alcohol or it's still trying to um you know it's still affected by the caffeine yeah and so you don't spend as long in that deep rem restorative phase of sleep mm. 
So with the focus of deep, restorative, REM sleep, what, what are some measures that you're putting in place? I almost always, but not, not always, but almost always ensure that I have the last bite of my dinner within three hours of when I plan to go to sleep. Yeah. So if I'm planning to be asleep by 10, I'll ensure that I've, I've eaten, taken my last bite at 7. Right. If I plan to sleep at 11, I'll make sure I've had my last bite at 8. The reason is, is that your body is still digesting the food. It's still working to break down the food. And yeah. when your body's working to break down the food, uh, it's not in that deep REM restorative phase of sleep. Yeah. I, I must admit that I, I don't put my electronics down. I still use them. Yeah. Um, but I'm always, always, always using them while wearing a pair of Swannies blue light blocking glasses. So oh. Sometimes late at night, I might watch um, an episode on Netflix of something of a TV show, or I might yeah. even scroll through my phone. I yeah. might even sometimes get into bed. Mm. And even though, you know, all the advice is don't get into bed with your phone, I still do get into bed with my phone and I still yeah. scroll. But I'm always, always, always scrolling while wearing yeah. a pair of the blue light blocking glasses. And um, that is, you know, preparing me for sleep my brain goes into sleep mode and then eventually i turn the phone off put it on airplane mode turn off the light take off my glasses roll over and go to sleep mm. and um, do the swannies do the blue light blocking glasses a block is it 100 percent artificial light or what's the spectrum that they cover there yeah so they block um we're allowed to say they block 99 percent of artificial blue light up to yeah. 530 nanometers yeah um, and, and 530 nanometers is generally regarded to be the, um, the, air, the blue light wavelength yeah. um, that is responsible for messing with your melatonin production and therefore your sleep. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, I, they block 100%, but we're not allowed to say that. So yeah. we say 99%. Um, yeah. A lot of big issue for people is um, a lot of people think that wearing any pair of blue light blocking glasses is going to help them with their sleep. Not true. Yeah. If you have a pair of blue light blocking glasses that have a clear lens, they cannot block enough of the blue light that is responsible for disrupting your sleep. Right. Okay. It's true that a clear lens can block some light, mm. but it's only true that an orange lens, a deep orange lens, can block enough of the artificial blue light that is responsible for messing with your sleep. Right, there you go. So a clear lens will help during the daytime as you're on a computer. It will help filter that blue light through and, and ironically will give you more energy and clarity and focus as you work on a computer during the day. Yeah. However, if you wear a clear lens at nighttime in a bid to block the blue light so you can sleep better, mm. it will be probably be next to useless, quite frankly, despite yeah. what many companies claim. I want to shift gears a little bit, James, from sleep over to alcoholism, which, as we've discussed earlier, it can significantly affect our sleep quality and it really inhibits the ability to get into those deep restorative phases of sleep. But why is it that you're, you're so passionate about alcoholism and the, I guess, the concept that alcohol can ruin multiple lives? Well, I was always what uh, society would call a societally acceptable drinker in that uh, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I drank you know, sometimes two or three drinks uh, at the end of the day. Maybe I'd drink one or two. On weekends, I'd drink a lot more. Yeah. I never really got drunk that much. But, I, you know, I was just consistently drinking most nights of the week. 
And I didn't really think it was causing any problems or any issues until I woke up in my mid thirties one morning and realized that suddenly I put on about 12 kilos, about 25 pounds or so. Yeah. And then um, I looked tired. I looked weathered. I wasn't sleeping great. I was a little bit scatterbrained. I was a bit foggy. I couldn't focus. It wasn't like I was rock bottom or anything. I wasn't like in a, in a pit or in a ditch or, you know, getting DUIs or doing, you know, outrageous things. It was just like this kind of slow energy drip over many, many years. It was like this, this kind of feeling of mediocrity over many years. I was slow and irritable and foggy and kind of just awkward. Yeah. And then, and then I just committed one, one day to giving up for 30 days just as an experiment, just to see how I would feel. Yeah. And I ended up going 10 years. It's been 10 years or so now. I haven't drunk um, a drop of alcohol since 2010. And in that time, I've lost the 30 pounds. I feel like I've got the body that nature intended me to have. I look yeah. the way nature intended me to look. I sleep better. I'm clear-minded. I've started two successful seven-figure businesses. I've attracted an amazing romantic relationship. I've traveled. I mean, I'm energetic. I'm clear-headed for the most part. I, I mean... I've, I've experienced a life with alcohol, even yeah. just, you know, moderate alcohol consumption. And I've experienced a life without alcohol. And I can say categorically that without alcohol is way better. And what's your advice and how do you help people make this transition? Because I guess for a lot of people listening, giving up alcohol for 30 days, let alone a longer period of time might be a significant challenge. Well, you don't need to commit to quitting forever, but I am inviting you to commit to quitting for at least 30 days. And if you want to get more information, you can go to 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com and helped about 20,000 people quit drinking for at least 30 days. And then what happens is, is that most people will then uh, go back to drinking, but at a far reduced rate than when they were drinking previously. So they've re-explored, they've re-examined and they've reset their drinking habits. And so now they only drink on occasion, if at all. Yeah. So the idea really is just get a glimpse of what it feels like to be 30 days alcohol free. And what will happen, at least what 20,000 people have told me have happened in my own experience is that you'll lose weight, your skin will look better, you'll have more energy, you'll focus, you'll sleep better, you'll feel better, you'll be happier, you'll have more peace and more joy you'll have better relationships, you'll reduce your stress and anxiety, you'll be less irritable, you'll be more energetic and, and be more strategic and more energized. Yeah. And, and, you know, from there, you can choose to go back to drink the attractively packaged poison on occasion, or you can go back to drinking it as much as you did beforehand. The choice is yours. But mm. at the very least, just get a glimpse. Mm. Just go 30 days without alcohol, see how it feels, and then make a choice from there. And what about the debate for an occasional glass of red wine, which do contain polyphenols, which are a rich source of antioxidants? Do you think there's any malice when it comes to the debate of consuming either one glass on a nightly basis or even a few glasses per week? Um, The study that came out that said that glass of wine is good for your health has been debunked now um, countless times. Yeah. And I would just invite you to just, you know, do your own research. You can Google it. But, um, you know, the the World Health Organization has stated categorically that there is not any amount of alcohol that is good for the human body. Mm. Zero. Yeah. Um, the idea that a glass of wine can help with your health is, is less to do with um, 
I'm sorry, it, it, it absolutely does not contribute to your overall physical health. Mm. But what they, what they think now is that when people were drinking the glass of wine, they were doing so with family or with friends or with connection. Mm. And that maybe because they were, you know, feeling connected to people that maybe um, had some beneficial health, uh, health results. Okay. But certainly um, a glass of wine, in my opinion, on occasion, sure, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you a glass of wine on occasion. Yeah. But if you're having just a seemingly innocent glass of wine per night, just ask yourself, is this compromising my life? Like, is it affecting my sleep? Is it making me a little ir irritable in the morning? Yeah. And if it is, well, then guess what? It's compromising your life. Yeah. It's slowing you down. It's, it's, you're not making that additional sales call in your business. You're, not, you're, you're now only performing at an 8 out of 10 instead of a 9 out of 10 in your job. So you get passed over for that promotion. Mm. Now you're carrying four or five extra pounds. And so now you don't feel as confident because you don't feel as confident. You drink a little more and then you eat a little more and then you do a little less exercise. And pretty soon it becomes this very slippery slope. Yeah. You don't need to be a raging alcoholic in order for alcohol to disrupt your life enormously. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the key thing to remember there when you are consuming an occasional glass of red wine. A lot of these benefits you're going to get are from that social connection because Majority of the time, it is going to be with friends, family. It might be of an evening where you're consuming, you know, dinner, and you're going to get a release of dopamine, serotonin, and all these feel-good hormones because it is that social social connection, and it's not so much the the physical benefits because it's probably better off getting a lot of these antioxidants from richer source of nutrients through dark berries, and in particular, yeah, blackberries and blueberries, and also dark leafy greens, so spinach, kale, chard, and those side of things. Yeah, James, I know you're huge on creating habits of success and you're constantly researching, experimenting yourself with different habits and routines that are going to put you on the path to ultimate success. What have you found from high performers and also yourself that seems to work the best? Yeah, well, we are our habits. Like We wake up in the morning and we get out of bed and we use the bathroom and we pour ourselves a cup of coffee and then we make ourselves breakfast and then we get into the car and then we drive to work and then we make a phone call and then we check Facebook and then, and so forth and so forth, right? There are just habits that we have in our lives. And some of those habits are serving us and some of those habits are not serving us. Mm. So um, drinking alcohol is a habit that did not serve me. I identified that. Yeah. So I eliminated it. And as a result, I took on a bunch of other healthy habits. So I started to drink more water. I started to drink soda water. I started to go to the gym. I worked out. I ran a half marathon. I started attracting higher caliber people into my life. I started focusing on paleo eating lifestyle and then veganism and then back to paleo. And I started like um, experimenting with my body. And so then I, I removed one bad habit and that was alcohol. And I replaced it with a series right. of healthy habits. Mm. Um, I write 20 things I'm grateful for each day. I sit down, I write 20 things. I call it the daily 20. Right. That's a great habit. It puts me in a beautiful state of mind versus a suffering state of mind. Right. When I live in appreciation rather than expectation, it reduces my stress and anxiety and I feel right. better. And do you do this first thing in the morning of an evening or what time throughout the day? Yeah, I wake up in the morning. And I, I wake up in the morning and um, I have a goal, a, a rule that I'm not allowed to touch my phone mm. until I've completed my 20, my daily 20, the 20 things I'm grateful for. Right, I like it. So mm. uh, only then am I allowed to 
to turn my phone off as of airplane mode and mm. go into reactionary mode. Right. I like it a lot. And I know you're also a big fan of reading and I personally love it as a sleep onset mindfulness and also personal development. Is it these three key reasons here that you're personally a big fan of reading? Yeah, well, I can read a book a day. I learned that skill from my first business mentor, Ty Lopez. He taught me how to read a book a day. And um, um, just on that, what is reading? Is the strategy there? Because I know right now there'd be a few people tuning in that are scratching their heads because this does sound sounds incredible. So, what what, what is his strategy? Yeah, well, well, first of all, I, I uh, I'd encourage you to. There's a YouTube video I did back in 2015 where I actually go through and read. Um, a book called the Amazon store or the amazing store. It's the story of Jeff Bezos, that book um, and doing it in, you know, in the space of say as little as 10 minutes yeah. as, as much as probably an hour or so. I don't really tend to spend more than an hour reading a book and reading and completing a book. Mm. Um, so because most books, you know, that you read, you only really remember one or two main things from it after you've completed it. Yeah. Um, so there's no point, in my opinion, of reading every single word, dissecting every single word, taking a bunch of notes, because it doesn't really matter what you know. It only matters what you do. Right. And I'm only going to remember one, one or two main points to do after I've read each book. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, you know, your ability to retain this information, do you have any strategies, whether it's are you, you know, writing down these important things that you want to remember? or If I have a physical book, I'll, at the end of the... I do go through with a pen and I underline key points Yeah. and then at the end I'll review it and I'll write down the, like, like I said, one, two or three main points in the back of the book. Mm. So that time when I go to retrieve the book later on, I can just open it up and I look in the back and it's like, Oh, okay. There's the three main points. Great. Mm. Am I actioning that? Am I living that way? Yeah. And then if I'm, if I'm reading it on an electronic book or, or Kindle or something, for example, or an iPad, then I'll either highlight the section and just keep that in my notes or yep. I'll just go into my notes section on my computer and I'll type mm. out the book, the author, and then I'll write down three main notes that I took. And then mm. once every uh, quarter, I'll go back and I'll review all of the books that I've read and I'll just reread over the, the main points that I wrote out and just yep. to give myself a refresher and I'll mm. ask myself, am I actioning those suggestions in my life? Right. And we were both on a very tight schedule today, James, so we did have to keep it very short and sharp. But I want to ask if there's anything else that you want to mention that we haven't covered today already to anyone out there listening who who really do want to improve their, their overall lifestyle and their health, their wellness, and basically just live a more successful life. Well, it starts on getting very clear on the vision that you want like what is your goal and we yep. want to make sure there's a strong why around why you're doing it because sometimes people and i'm guilty of this as well we create this goal and we don't really even know why we're creating it like why am i why do i even want this right so first step is to, is to get very clear on the goal make sure that there's a big enough why for you to achieve it because if the yep. why is not big enough then you'll probably you know give up before you get there yeah um the second thing is, is um, I like to I like to create seemingly impossible deadlines to get things done. Mm. There's this phenomena called Parkinson's law, which means that a project's duration will take as long as you give it. So if you give yourself three months to prepare for, you know, you know, 
university assignment, yeah. you know, if there's yeah. a due date in three months from now, you're probably going to leave it to the last two or three days before you even begin, right? Yeah. Because it's three months. But if I just say you've got three days to do this university assignment, and that's mm -hmm. it. You'll 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 do it in three days. Yeah. So time expands according to this Parkinson's law um, phenomena mm. um, to fill the time that you give it. So yeah. with that in mind, what I say to people, they say, oh, I want to get one client in the next few months. And I say, well, how about we get one client in the next few days? Mm. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, why does it need to be three months? You're mm. just going to sit around doing nothing, thinking about it, like, and then do a last minute cram. Let's just get one now. Yeah. Um, so I like to get very clear on what I want to achieve. And then I like to give myself a seemingly impossible deadline mm. and move towards that seemingly impossible deadline. And that gets me into taking action. The other thing I would say is like um, create an MVP, which is a minimum viable product. It's yep. just begin. Don't overthink it, over plan, take years or months to, you know, strategize. Just, I like to just begin, start, just keep testing and then yeah. see what works, see what doesn't work. And then, um, and then polish from there. Yeah. Mate, it's incredible advice and it really does show why you have been so successful and are not only one of Australia's leading entrepreneurs, but also worldwide, mate. So I really, really appreciate you jumping on and you've certainly given our listeners a lot to, a lot to tune into and the knowledge you've passed on has been awesome. So once again, a big thanks, mate, and I appreciate all you do. Ah, oh, you're so welcome. No worries at all. Thanks for having me on. No worries um, at all. And I'll, obviously, I'll get back in touch, um, obviously, prior to publishing the book, just to make sure that you're okay with the manuscript that I've got, um, you know, coming for our interview. But yeah, we'll go from there. But again, thank you very much. Ah, oh, you're so welcome. No worries. Right. Thanks, James. Take care. Take care, mate. Bye. Jump over to Swanwick, guys, and purchase yourself a pair of blue light blocking glasses to improve your overall sleep and wellness. And I'll see you back next week for episode 11.